<clears throat> hello sluts hello from my bed i am back we are back i'm so grateful and honored and ready to get back in the flow of recording i was like really on it for a sec and now i'm gonna try to get back on it i kind of fell off the last couple months because i was really focusing on my fashion brand and getting ready to vend a really big festival and that's over now and I'm recovering and I've actually had this podcast episode in the works for y'all for quite some time and yeah I'm gonna get right to it I'm really excited we're gonna be talking about consent um, and like photos photos with consent sending nude explicit photos without consent and I just really wanted to give the floor to my friend Megan and have her share her story and just kind of talk about this really interesting topic and just something that's so like real in this day and age with technology and you might not even like think about it so a little trigger warning before there is kind of like talk about low-key abuse and kind of like I don't know if I want to say narcissistic behavior but maybe narcissistic tendencies with a partner and control and um just kind of like really going on a fine line of you know things that are not okay (laughs) to do in a relationship like sharing explicit photos without consent so I'm really excited to get into this I hope that this illuminates some darkness and maybe uh, brings awareness to these topics and maybe even awareness in your own life with maybe a partner that you have or maybe a friend that you know that may be going through something similar so without further ado here we go Welcome back, sluts. So happy to be here. Conscious Slut Podcast. (laughs) Hello. Hi, babe. Hey. Yay. Welcome, sluts. So welcome back to Conscious Love Podcast. We have an amazing guest here today, Megan, my friend, and she's going to share a little bit about her personal story around consent. Um, and this episode was inspired by the new Hulu series, Pam and Tommy, based on Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's mid-90s sex tape scandal where in the show, their sex tape gets stolen, which is then sold and distributed without their consent. So let's talk a little bit about the show. (laughs) Hi there. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course, babe. I'm so honored and just privileged to have you share your story. And I just want people to hear about it and bring awareness around this topic. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely excited to finally be able to kind of share 
this story in what feels like a little bit healthier of a platform because um, a lot of friends that are close to me have heard this story before and I always feel that like like even though they're there for me and stuff I always feel like it's a little unrelatable for them to kind of wrap their head around it's just almost kind of like oh that's really crazy or like oh, I wouldn't have gotten myself into that and it's like well yeah possibly mm. not but you know people do find themselves in these situations and I think when we hear stories like this it makes us feel not so um, down to suffer in silence or to like awkwardly just spoot out things that nobody can relate to. So I'm really grateful to um, be able to share this platform with you or have you share it with me, I should say. Yeah, you're so welcome. Um, so did you watch the show? So I am a gluten for like shows like this. This is definitely okay. my brand to be watching this like trashy TV and everything. And I definitely like dove right into it. And there was something about like, I want to say it's like the third episode where I think she like Pam in the show, like is just walking around the set of Baywatch. And it's just like, a group of the PAs just sitting and like watching her tape. And if you yeah. think about it now, now it would be really easy just to pull your phone out, right? And right. like share something. But then like they had to get a VCR involved. Like there was yeah. like effort like on this set to like play this video and to have no concern that she's just walking around and she walks up on this group watching this video that she had no idea that was out and about in the way that right. it was, you know? And everyone's just sit there like, Bleh. You know, it's just like kind of like a gross scene. And then that kind of struck me. And then I find out that like this whole series was basically just based off of a Rolling Stones article. And that's how they got the quote unquote rights to just be able to, you know, make this and produce this without really getting Pam or Tommy's like a okay on the deal. Yeah, getting consent again. <laughs> Once again. So like you see her kind of like showing up and like oh my god and then you have to think of like about it like well that's not just a tv set that's a tv set within a tv set this really actually happened this is actually like a person and these are people that this happened to and i think it's really easy to just write it off as like well you know they're doing this and they're doing that yeah but they didn't ask for that and i'm pretty sure they didn't ask for this either and no one's ever really asking for any of this type of stuff to be going down and it gets really out of control and here i'm thinking so much about how pam and Tommy are feeling and it's like okay well what about you Megan like how are you feeling about your experiences and of course you know nobody made a whole bunch of money <laughs> off anything of mine that got out but <laughs> um you know and I don't know if that would have made me feel better I mean I think that's just making the best out of a shitty situation is all right well then fine if I can get paid I can get paid that wasn't what happened with me though <laughs> yeah um so were you triggered by the show in any way? I mean, it just made me realize that, like, this isn't something that I want to watch anymore. And okay. it made me realize that, um, you know, things and the ways that I was feeling about things that happened to me, like, I still really wasn't done with. And you see, you see this creation of a show and here it is. Here's some art. But it, it, it's not art that's helping the people that really went through it. It's art that they're, they're just making money off this. This is a Hulu subscription. You know, it's it's just kind of gross, you know. And and um, and I think with my experiences, I've, I've always wanted to turn it into something that's that's um, 
that is healing and that is an art piece in some much way. So it just kind of got my brain going around and around and, and thinking like, what can I do with this situation that is, is helpful and, and healing? And um, mm-hmm. I think I just, that's when I slipped into your DMs. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is such a really important topic talking about consent, especially in the day and age that we're in with technology and just how easily you can share photos or take screen grabs or, you know, whatever, and just send it off. And there's a lot you can do with it. You know, recently I've been doing a lot of digital painting, like, and I've just learned how a lot of these, like, you know, programs even work. And it's like so easy to grab a photo and to turn it into something else and do whatever you want with it. And it's just like, what is, what is the idea? Just because you can see it and you can technically take it, does that make it yours to do something with, you know, and and it, it definitely doesn't, you know, but, but there's this idea that's just like wildfire that you know you see it it's yours just because you can obtain it somehow Mm -hmm. yeah so by now everyone listening probably is like dying to know (laughs) what your story is and how this was inspired by you know the hulu show (laughs) so Um, yeah yeah. So um, for everybody listening, Megan made a really amazing timeline that she sent to me kind of like covering all these events when her photos started to be shared without her consent. And it just kind of like led down this rabbit hole of events with her ex. And I just kind of wanted to uh, amplify your voice and just let you share your story. And I'm going to chime in with some questions along the way. So yeah. Do you want to take us through the timeline? Like when did the sharing of the photos without your consent start? So interesting enough, I I think it's, I I, I don't know when it started. Um, I do know when I became aware of it though. Um, we had discussed early in the beginning of our relationship that we would be comfortable opening up our relationship sexually to like group play. Now I had had experience with this in my life, but it was never anything I had to seek out. It was like pretty much something that would kind of literally fall into my lap. So the whole making a profile, talking to people, sending pictures, this whole kind of, um, you know, going on forums and stuff was very uh, kind of foreign to me. It, it kind of felt like something that wasn't necessary, but it felt like for my partner who didn't have the experience I did, it felt like for him, it was the only way that he was going to be able to obtain these things. And so he definitely kind of wanted to make sure like, you know, what do you think about us seeking out kind of group play, swinger experiences? And I said, that sounds like something we can definitely do, but let's take it a step at a time. Now, I think he got the green light and just kind of decided to just run rampant with this. So one evening, he's up north, I'm down south, and um, in that, like in California. And mm-hmm. he poses the question to me, what do you think about us making a Tinder account and we can start talking to couples? And I had said that sounds like you just kind of get your own Tinder account with no checks or balances or hope of any transparency. I'm actually not okay with that. Okay. And, and then it's a, then it's like silence. And then I get this like intuition and I'm like, so um, did you maybe already make that Tinder account? 
mm. instead of uh, waiting for me to say yes. Well, yeah, you know, actually, I ended up just like reactivating uh, my account and I put some photos of you on that. And I was like, sure, let me see it. So I see it and it, it doesn't really say, hey, I have a girlfriend, but there are some photos of me on there. Then he tells me that he is actually already talking to a couple who is very excited to meet us. And then I start to understand that he is talking to this couple. This couple is talking to him under the impression that I am in with this, that I've already seen their photos, that I have approved all of this. So they're already um, kind of joining in under false pretenses that they don't really understand. Right. And so I tell him, I'm not okay with this. I don't want you to be doing this, please. Like I'm down to try this again when you're actually kind of geographically closer to me. Um, so he says, okay, well, I'm already talking to them now. There's a lot on this timeline, but let's just flash forward to like four months ahead. Okay. Um, we are at a, a festival up North. Uh, we're finally both up North now okay. and we're walking around. I, I go do something by myself. I come back and this couple kind of flags me down and I hear this Megan, Megan, come over here. And of course I do. It's a festival and they've got a baby, but whatever. And I say, hi. And they say, yeah, we're talking to so-and-so. And, you know, we just recognize you from your photos. So we thought we'd say hi. And I can tell that they already kind of are like feeling a little bit weird because I'm not knowing who they are. And yeah. so I go, okay. And I tell my partner, hey, I ran into these people and he just looks like he's seen a ghost. And he is just kind of like blank, doesn't know what to do. And then about three hours later, he tells me that that's the couple that he was talking to uh, when he first let me know that he made us a Tinder account. Right. So for four months, he's been secretly talking to this couple and letting them know like, hey, you know, we're going to be here. And so what I understand is, oh, so you basically were letting this couple know that we were just going to have some orgy at a festival with the baby in the tent. Um. Like what? What was what was the uh, what was the game plan here? Was there any game plan whatsoever? Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably like uh, like a big thing, and it made me also understand that like you know what are these conversations looking like? Why why isn't these other, why doesn't this other couple want to seek me out separately outside of him to try to like talk to or engage with me at all at the same time? Mm, you know, right? They're just talking to him. They're just talking to him and kind of happy just to be talking to him is kind of what it gave me the impression of. But when I ran into them and they were like, oh, well, we recognize you from your photos. Like it was kind of this weird thing. And then they're both like not looking me in the eye. And then like I think about it later and it almost makes me feel like were they just kind of down to talk to him knowing that I maybe wasn't a part of it. And it didn't really make me feel like, um, I don't know, like a human, <laughs> like yeah. a person with feelings, you know. So. Wow. So that, that's one thing that had gone on. Um, kind of amongst that timeline, um, pretty much immediately after the um, I find out that he had made this Tinder account, you know, he is casually telling me that like, one of his friends thinks that I'm really sexy. And one of his friends is kind of like a main pillar and kind of like, um, I guess you could say like the, the sinister bar kind of vibe, you know, the, the L.A. swing swing kind of scene. Okay. And says, so oh, he thinks you're really sexy. And I'm just like, well, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, I've been sending him videos of us having sex. What? Yeah, he just just casually tells me this. And this is this is literally days. This is literally days after me just telling him 
hey, that Tinder thing's not okay. It's actually not cool for you to just send my photo out without me being a part of it, without me having my thumb on top of your thumb, hitting the send button. Like that's yeah. when it's cool, but that's not what's happening. So I find yep. out, find that out. And of course, because he's getting reward, he's getting like people saying like, oh, that's hot. Oh, that's great. So in his head, he's getting mm-hmm. like rewarded, you know, he's getting those like affirmations that like, and I'm getting this like, what are you doing? Okay, yep. well, no, you can't do that. So it was always this like, what did you do? Yeah, no, you can't do that. <laughs> that's yeah. the same thing. That's the same thing. Um, let's wow. see. Yeah. Uh, another thing that was happening um, amongst this vibe was when we would be being intimate with each other, uh, he would take photos of me, which I was okay with. You know, I, I, I'm a bit of an exhibitionist myself. And I think that's the hard thing the conflict that I would find with myself was like, you know, it's not so much that I care if somebody saw a photo of my breasts or my pussy or my ass, like, God bless you. It's, it's all amazing. But it's the fact that like, I didn't say that that was okay, you yeah. know? And just because it looks good and it's hot and everyone's applauding, I'm still left feeling kind of like, but you know what? It, it's still kind of funky. It would all feel a lot better if I had a hand in it. And it almost makes me feel like, like he was the one getting that like acclamation. It's almost like he doesn't have like the boobs to show off, but he gets to show off my boobs and he gets that attention, you know? Totally. So while we were being intimate, he'd, he'd take photos of me. And then of course me, I'm like, oh, let me see that. Can I see that photo you just took of me? And it, and he would come with this, you know, it's really like, like you just always want to see the photo I took of you and it's just it just kind of ruins it kind of kills the mood like a little bit can you just like can you just trust that this is a cool photo like uh, you know and so I'm pretty vain and so if (laughs) photos are being shared of me I want them to be good (laughs) and so uh, but I wasn't thinking that at this time I just kind of was like believing him believing that maybe he found a he he just saw a moment and decided to take this photo and I don't get to see it because then it's not beautiful or sexy and just kind of twisted a little bit right Um, I would later learn that these are photos when I would actually get to see some of these conversations I would later learn that these were photos that he was sending they were photos that not only did I not really get to see them you know you never know when they're taking photos from the back anyways you know it's like well, I mean you, you could know if you set boundaries beforehand but you know what I'm saying is like I'm not really knowing all the photos he's taking and so sometimes I'd see some photos he took and I'd be like good god that's the one you sent like oh god um so uh ongoing these four months you know he's he's definitely like trying to talk to couples and I'm still definitely trying to get him to understand that if you're having these conversations, you need to add me to these groups. You need to add me to these these chats that you're having with these couples. And it needs to be something like that's actually realistic and like local. So um, I, I learned that um, he has, let's see, um, I learned that he has like a fet life. Mm. And that this was a way that he was talking to people and sharing photos now, this is another thing when you ask, like, when did this start? I, I don't know when it, when it started. He had, al- he had always had a fit life. I think okay. it's just more like, when did I start getting added to it? And when did he finally tell me about it? Because mm-hmm. this whole time, he had been um, also using Tinder to kind of uh, promote 
us per se. And um, I'd come home from work um, and he would say, yeah, we got some responses. And I'm like, well, what do you mean responses? He's like, oh, well, this couple, this couple, this couple. And I would look at it and it would just honestly, he'd just be talking to like a dude. It would be like the dude part of like another couple. Yeah. And like, and that's the thing too. I'd look at these, I'd look at these conversations and I'm like, you're not even talking to other women. You are talking to other dudes and like, with this like, oh, well, here's my chick. Oh, yeah, well, my chick might be interested in it. It was just kind of crazy. So I think at some point where I didn't feel like it was too, too, too bad of a thing that was happening is because I didn't really see him getting anywhere with it, you know, and yeah. I was always so busy, like working and trying to keep up with our bills and stuff because we were living together that sometimes I would just like come home and be like, oh, you you did that again today? Yeah, you need to stop doing that, dude. I don't want you to send my photo out unless like we're, we're doing this together. Because yeah. one thing that happens is, as I was making this timeline for you, I think in my head, I could just hear his voice being like, you said that was okay. You said that was okay. And it's like, no, I never said it was okay to just send my photo out to anybody else. I gave very, very kind of like a, a guideline of, okay, if you are interested in somebody, cool, show me their profile. Let's look at it together. Let's go over the pros and cons. Let's pick out photos together that we're going to send them. Let's all have a conversation together. And he would tell me that there was literally no way that that was impossible. It was impossible for that to happen. And it was because I knew the way that he was, um, the way that he was sharing the photos. It was because it wasn't like a, hi, how are you doing today? It was more of like a, hi, here's my girlfriend. So there's no like getting to know you if like the hi is like the hi, how are you is definitely just like, you know, my bare pussy photo. Right. So what is fat life? Can you describe it like I've heard of it before I've, I've never actually been over there it's just kind of like a like a reddit <laughs> so so uh no it's not, um I mean it, it has forums like a reddit does but okay. that life I would say you know it kind of sounds like this like dungeonist weird place but honestly it's just kind <laughs> of like a it, like I kind of uh affectionately call it like a Facebook for your dick like it's kind of set up in the same way like you you do status updates you have the photos you have you have like profiles you have videos um but people have to pay to see your videos but if Uh you just have photos up you can it is kind of like a dating site it is it can definitely be used as like a networking site but one thing I like about it and I do have a tendency to just like direct like if I get like dudes or whatever like hollering me hollering at me like on Instagram and like kind of weird ways I kind of more direct them to vet life and and I do that in a way because it's like this is an area that is actually kind of normal for somebody to hit you up because they want to fuck you (laughs) like like this is an actual area that it's good you can kind of explore kinks you can kind of join communities um uh but but it is kind of a way it is uh i believe a lot of people use it as kind of like a a hookup a hookup site but it it is like um it it, there's not like there's no like kink shaming that goes on it because you're already kind of on a kink kink site okay and you have your own profile and he had his own So he had his own and told me about it. And I kind of, it was just one of those things that was just so exhausted about the subject that I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Can I just see what photos? Okay, cool, whatever. And then I was like, you know what? That actually kind of sounds fun. Maybe I should have my own fet life, you know, because I'm very, um, I love social medias. You know, I like to, you know, post my photos and stuff too. And so um, 
I'm like, I'm going to make a fuck life. And he gets very upset. He gets, he, he gets, he has this like, like iconic speech of informing me what a dick avalanche it will be for me if I go on FetLife and I explain to him what a dick avalanche it is being a woman. And so I think... I don't even know like what that is. (laughs) Like a dick avalanche. It's like like you open up the door... Yeah, well, it's it's, but it's almost like you open up the door and it's like all these dicks just like hit you in the face. Okay, I love that. Visual. And then and then you're just like overcome <laughs> by this dick avalanche. I know and it, it sucks too when the person that's being shitty and kind of abusive kind of says funny things. Like that yeah. that sucks too. But um yeah, he was explaining to me what a dick avalanche is, but I, I definitely read into it as like, no, it's like fun for you to like share my photos willy-nilly and have whatever conversations you have, but you for some reason don't really love the idea of me maybe like being in control of what content goes out there and gets shared and 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 whatnot, you know. So he definitely had a reaction to it, but I think he understood that he kind of couldn't. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He- I was, you know, he tried. He definitely tried, but it, it didn't. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm still going to actually keep this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, good for you for making your own and, like, wanting to have fun with it because he's doing his own thing. Yeah, well, you know, another reason that I was uh, wanting to have it was, you know, we definitely had uh, – we would go up north and trim and, you know – there was one trip that didn't go so well. And I think when orange is the new black came out, I think a lot of us were like checking out Reddit and checking out like, Hmm, can I sell my panties? Like what's up with this? You know? Yeah. So I kind of started looking into it and I saw that it was actually quite easy to sell photos, um, like over Snapchat, uh, sell photos over, uh, or sell, uh, videos and photos over Snapchat. Um, and even finding, um, you know, people to buy them through Reddit posts, you know, so I kind of went down that little rabbit hole, you know, and then I started learning a lot of things like, um, you know, be careful, be careful, just sharing your photo because there's people out there that do this too. There's people out there that just want to get your photo and not give you money for it. And now all of a sudden there's an account with your photo on it. And now like your content's being like sold without any of your control as well. You know? Oh my God. So scary. So I'm seeing that. Yeah. Did you, or wait, was he selling photos or were you? Okay. So this is one of the questions that you prompt me with. And I just, I do want to, you know, break the fourth wall and just say like, this is like probably one of my favorite questions that you asked me. Okay. Like, was he sent, was, was he like selling my photos? Yeah. So I was doing like the work, I I had a job, you know, I had a nine to five and I was also trying to find ways to bring in more money. And so when you asked me, was he selling my photos? I, I have two things to say to that. Um, First off, my photos were currency for him. Okay. My photos were a way that he could have these conversations. My photos on his bet life when he wanted to talk to a woman made him look safe. My photos gave him something to share, to start engaging with people, to talk about like sexy orgy type situations that he really wasn't putting more effort into actually like making happen. And, and, And I wasn't much help with it because I really wasn't like feeling this vibe or whatever, you know, but Mm -hmm. I always kind of wondered, like, what was the motivation to keep going when we weren't really seeing this happening? And, and I even kind of thought, like, well, maybe he just likes to have these conversations. So I kind of feel like my photos was currency for him. They were valuable enough 
um, for him to just use them the way that he wanted. Mm. Kind of like playing cards a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, exchange. Like maybe there was no actual money, but it's like an exchange. There was definitely an exchange. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then the funny answer I have to that is, you know, he wasn't really working. And, you know, if I had come home from work and had been like, yo, I made like, I don't know, like 600 bucks today with your photos, I would have been like, thank fucking God. Yay. Oh, <laughs> like, I I wish he had been, I wish he had been innovative enough to have figure out to how to sell my photos, you know? Like, I, I wish he did because then, you know, I wouldn't have been, had the financial burden on so heavily on me. <laughs> totally. Damn. And then... And then another kind of thing where this, you know, what you're bringing up takes us to another part of this uh, awesome timeline is where I had told him, look, at if you're going to share photos with people, it needs to be under these restraints. And I think all he definitely heard was you can share photos still, which wasn't what I was saying. On the FetLife, life, mm-hmm. I was OK with it because I could see it, you know, um, yeah. but like him individually doing it, it was just something he never understood that like this is not what I want you to do. Um, mm-hmm. And then he shows me one morning in bed um, that he's on these like like kick groups, KIK groups and then Snapchat groups. And um, these are basically photo, I'm going to, they're photo sharing, but I'm going to call photo dumping. These are just photo dumping groups. And he said to me that they're like swinger groups. These are a bunch of couples and we're all sharing photos. And I'm like, and I'm all tight. Let me see. And so he hands me his phone and I scroll up. And honestly, it's just a bunch of like dudes kind of sharing the same like three or four photos that they have. And then I'm seeing all these like, bomb photos that I'm not even like trying to sell like bomb photos that he has of just like our personal ones that he's just sharing on these groups to multiple people willy-nilly and I'm thinking like oh my gosh not only not only is somebody like jerking off to me without my permission somebody might be making money off me without my permission yeah too you know like because I'm reading these reddit groups of like be careful with your content you know especially if you find somebody who really wants to talk to you but they want to get I mean they'll they'll pay for a couple photos just you know and then on the on the you know bet that they'll make more money off the ones that they get that off other people you know so um it it was very much like I didn't know I really didn't know but I definitely loved him enough to try to understand and try to teach like what you're doing is the same shade of the one thing I want you to stop doing right yeah he doesn't listen to your boundaries at all um but wait what were the photos of in the snapchat groups like you guys having sex or just like nude pics or all they would be like they would be like videos of me like giving them a blowjob they'd be like they'd be like me bent no this is like prize content like it'd be me like bent over you know two for one shots you know they'd be like they they would be um you know maybe ones that i sent him thinking that they're like that i personally texted him you know um, they, they would just be things like that. He just, he just wasn't, he wasn't getting it. He wasn't getting that. What he was no. doing was just, it was, you know what it was? He was, he was just showing, he was just showing me off. Like I was him. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Like, like I was not me. I was just and it because I was his girlfriend. That meant that my body was an extension of his. Yeah. And, and so as much as he would want to whip his dick out, 
then I am now an extension of this dick and he's just going to whip us both out as much as, as he sees fit, you know? And, wow. and, um, I'm kind of just going along, uh, this, this timeline here. And, um, yeah. I, there, there was definitely something that happened a little bit more in person that wasn't mm-hmm. so much, uh, just me. Uh, we were, we'd be up North and, uh, we would all have like a day off of work and, you know, we're all kind of like, it's very much like a trim world. I'm sure a lot of your listeners know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. So we're all having a day off at the river and I'm sitting and I'm kind of getting a lot of attention from him. You know, I, we're there with like pretty much the whole trim crew and all the women are feeling comfortable to be naked as well. And I'm feeling like I'm actually getting a lot of attention from him. I'm kind of excited that he's taking photos of me and, you know, I'm like digging that. We go back to the farm and I look over his shoulder. Once again, he's not just letting me see all these photos that he took, you know, and I'm kind of used to it. I'm used to him. I'm used to like me not getting to see all the photos that get taken of me. So even though this is just, I'm sorry. I said, that's so weird. It's really weird. It's weird for me to even like try to think of where I was in that headspace. But I think I, you just get so gaslighted and you get so used to being how things are that like, I was like, well, I can't really like just take his phone and, you know, see the photos because he's going to feel like I'm invading his privacy, whatever. And so Mm. I remember looking over his shoulder as he was looking at the photos and I'm like, oh, that's cute of me. Oh, that's cute of me. And I'm like, oh, that's a cute one of me and the other two women we were there with and so I noticed that not only has he been taking photos of me he's taking photos of the other women that are there that are topless and these aren't like these aren't like accidental shots of like oh so-and-so was just accidentally doing yoga naked in front of in the shot and you know what what am I supposed to do you know I I I didn't notice she was in the shot when I took when I hit the button you know these these were very like conceptualized photos and I, I remember kind of like speaking up immediately kind of getting this vibe of like we're gonna get kicked off the farm (laughs) like like god damn it god damn it dude you know what the hell and so I'm like hey those aren't just of me those are so and so and so and so okay well I'll delete them and I'm like yeah that's not exactly the point um that's kind of weird well I didn't know they were in the shot and I'm like that is conceptualized as 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 f like yeah but, but that's an actually like good shot you know he was kind of an artist and so he had an eye and what it made me even say to him I was like how hard would it have been for you to just say hey I took this really cool photo you know we're up north with a bunch of hip ladies you know they're not like going to be too crazy that you took one but they might be crazy that you took one and didn't tell them tell them about it and that's not really crazy to be upset about it so it's like how hard would it have been to just go up to them and say Hey, I took this photo. Do you like it? Oh, hey, would you also maybe like these photos, you know? So it was this really weird thing that I kind of felt like I had to like self-contain between him and I where like I didn't want like, of course, I wanted to kind of like find the nearest adult and, and say help because I've been dealing with this stuff with him during this time, you know, and this was still kind of early on in the relationship when we were kind of up on the road, you know, and it was a situation where I'm like, why am I really, am I really having to explain to him why this isn't wrong? Or is he just hoping, uh, I think he's that dumb. Right. Cause it almost seemed like he wasn't getting why this wasn't okay. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he knew what he was doing. I think he did too, especially when he says, I'll delete them. I'll delete them. Right. Yeah. This is something that we've tried to talk about years later 
when we, you know, would either try to be friends or anything. And I realized that we never really could be because at some point his entitlement would just always come up and it would always just be an issue. And I remember trying to talk to him about this, like, you know, a while after it happened and he still kind of wasn't getting it. He's like, it's not my fault. They walked in the frame. That's not this, you know, that's, that's something that I have, he isn't, I haven't really gotten him to like really understand why that is not a thing that that's, that, wasn't okay and that's what I was talking about earlier where it's like just because you see something and you feel like you can obtain it that does not make it yours right (laughs) (laughs) kind of going back to like the photos and like snapchat and all the things did you ever sell pics for money like yourself yeah yeah I did um I actually had like kind of some fun with that it was actually kind of fun Um, You know, I I do marketing right now. It's mainly cannabis marketing. But I I think one thing that I liked about that that I wasn't realizing at the time was this this idea of selling yourself. Selling things is very fun for me, you know, kind of making something appeasing or whatever. And so I think I kind of dug that I kind of liked the idea of like, can I get somebody to send me like 20 bucks for like a, a photo right now? Like, yeah, yeah, I think I can. And so I kind of was having fun with that. Um, However, Um, I actually even found a couple that I knew from my hometown that was super down and very comfortable with me and like was down to kind of pay for videos and photos. And it was just um, um, uh, when I would uh, let my partner at the time know like, hey, I, you know, I sold some videos or photos. He'd get really upset. Wow. He'd get very like, you're supposed to tell me when you when you do that and during that time we kind of would run through kind of like rough financial times and you know sometimes me doing that meant that I had money for a lift ride to get to whatever trim spot in LA I was working at sometimes that meant like you know I was able to at least get us some like Grubhub or something you know and so like he would get like you're supposed to let me know when that, when you do that. And it's like, um, if there's like food on the table, like that's how you'll know. And maybe you should just be grateful because shut up. (laughs) So it sounds like he doesn't like when he's not in control. It's, it's very much so much like that, especially like what I didn't want to derail too much, but the couple that would buy photos off me and talk to me a lot, like I kind of felt like I'd hit the jackpot because here we're trying to here he's trying to find people for us to hang out with and swing or whatever. And then, you know, I, I tried to try it on my own and I definitely found a couple that was very interested in us and mm-hmm. that I actually knew. And so I thought that that was like a home run. And as I'm showing him the photos, he's like not into it all of a sudden or her, her boobs weren't big enough. And it was just like, yo, like, and, it, and I, I understood that it was that it was very much like he was not in control when if yeah. he was smart, if he just let me take the reins, things would have been happening. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't seek out that experience in the same way that he did. Like, I kind of felt like we would be at a party or like, or, or something and we would just meet people and things would just naturally happen. Cause that's what I had faith in. And that's what I knew, but he mm-hmm. wasn't patient enough for something like that. Did you guys actually ever like find a couple to play with after all of this? So we had a couple experiences that were good. However, they were good, but in the in the wrong way. Like the first time we actually did end up successfully hanging out with like another couple, 
was we had just gotten back from um, like a festival and we were decompressing at like a, a hotel that had a hot tub and, you know, kind of partaking in whatever we had left over from the festival. And so yeah. I'm feeling whatever and I'm in the hot tub. And then he just kind of tells me that we are getting some responses. And I'm like, what do you mean from some responses? And he's like, oh, I posted some photos of your pussy on Craigslist. Oh, my fucking God. This is our one year anniversary. Dude. And you're just like, oh, cool. On Craigslist. I didn't okay that bitch. Like, are you serious? Well, we're like in Santa Barbara. So it's like Santa Barbara Craigslist. So maybe it's not so bad. I don't know. Oh my but- God. <laughs> but no. And so, but in here's, and here's like the downfall. Like, I, it's not like I don't enjoy group play and things like that. That's not how I wanted to get there. But I think for, I think in his head, it cemented, hey, this works. Because I was like, well, let me see their photos. All right. Well, well let me, what do you mean? Are they already on their way? You know, because I'm high. I'm drunk and I'm high. Yeah. And my, my, um, I am under influences. And yeah. um, so I'm like, let's, let's bring them in, you know? So of course they came over and we had a good time and, you know, they left. It wasn't anything like consistent whatsoever. It was just like a, a one-time thing that we'd happened with them. But okay. I definitely communicated to him, like putting my pictures on Craigslist is not the way that we need to be doing this. But I think for him, all he learned was like, all right, let's just get the right combination of stuff in her and she's down. And then like that, and that, that's like kind of the, the creepy part about it. You know what I mean? Is yeah. that I learned exactly like I had to learn from that was, hey, I know that we're probably going to do drugs this weekend. I don't want to be doing this. And please don't put please don't set this up to where like it's just a big red shiny button that I may or may not push when I'm too high to like kind of like understand that you've been like doing shit you know what I mean like it it just he would just get the ball rolling in a way that like when I would be high it would be it would just kind of seem fun okay let's go ahead and do this but but it would still stand to not post my photos in the way that you're doing like this just because this worked didn't does not mean that this is the way we need to be doing it a way that it worked really well was that we actually went to a sex party Hmm. where we, I got to meet people in person and um, talk to people and see them and vibe with them. And that went really, really well. And so that's what I was kind of hoping he would learn. But these these events are probably about like a year and a half apart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So was the pussy photos on Craigslist the first time you ever heard about like him posting on Craigslist? Like out of all places? That was the first time. That was the first time he did that. And so what I mean by like him feeling like this worked was um, throughout our relationship when, you know, a lot of times we would get really busy, like having to work. And and so this, this topic between us would kind of like die down a little bit and then it would flare back up again, you know, yeah. periodically. And um, I, he would just let me know. Yeah, I got some more responses and I wouldn't be high or anything. We would just be kind of like in a hotel room waiting for our next job. And he'd be like, yeah, I got some responses. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, I put some photos of your pussy on Craigslist again. I'm like, and I'd have to be like, stop doing that. Please don't do that. He's like, well, it was okay that one time. I'm like, it was barely okay that one time. Like, (laughs) I didn't know you could post like nude photos on Craigslist. Like, is that even a thing anymore? Not anymore. It's not. Um, in fact, the whole classified um, like area is not even on Craigslist anymore. You can't even do it. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. And, and it's so- kind of like back pages. They like took that down. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when he was sharing the photos, it's like for group play, play right? Like finding another couple or something. Finding another couple, finding like, you know, some unicorn. Okay. You know, is was his was another his idea. Girl. Yeah. Was was yeah. kind of what he was wanting to do with it. And then, you know, it's it was something that I just kind of knew that he was doing. And I almost feel like because I wasn't providing a huge consequence, I think he just didn't feel like it was something that was really that big a deal to me. Um, And also too, I have a really annoying way of making something funny so I can process it for myself. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of became this like running joke um, (laughs) of like, pussy on craigslist like we kind of made up a little song about it a little bit you know there was one time where i had a feeling he was doing it not telling me about it or at least that he was still cruising craigslist and so i actually put a photo of myself up there just to see like are you like still on here looking and i remember when he found it because he was sitting across from me and i look up at him he's just smiling like he thinks it's like this really big thing and i'm like no you're not supposed to be even on Craigslist right now, dude, you know, but then he took it as like, well, you posted it. I'm like, yeah, I posted it because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in this scenario with you. I'm literally trying to do anything I can to understand the person I love. But what I'm understanding is that you're not learning anything. And I am like literally going to go insane trying to fix this problem when the only thing I can do is just take myself out of it. Right. Wow. And, like, I mean, I know I, one of my questions was, like, after you learned about all this, like, these things being posted without your consent and shared, like, you kept telling him no, mm-hmm. but, like, he wasn't listening. Well, what ended up kind of happening was, you know, a lot of that stuff just kind of died down, like, a little bit as far as, you know, um, him sh- like. I want to say it died down, but he was continuously sharing things. I think I just like kind of avoided it in our relationship, you know, because I was just like working so much and having to like, you know, catch up with bills and take care of things. And we had a dog and whatnot. Yeah. Um, He he just it kind of mellowed out to this point where he was just on uh, kick conversations with people he'd met on FetLife. And then he would just add me to these conversations. And then I really wouldn't be very interactive with it. And it would just kind of die out. Um, We ended up, we ended up breaking up. I ended up breaking up with him, but still kind of like, we were still kind of being supportive partners to each other while we were still living together, trying to like move out. Um, The breaking point, real, real breaking point was um, we'd gotten in a really, really bad fight after his birthday. And um, my phone starts going off. And I see that he is trying to schedule some sort of hangout with some couple this weekend. And him and I, he hasn't even like apologized to me. I know that he doesn't even have rent money, but here he is trying to like set up like a weekend with this like couple that I, I'm kind of like half-assedly even like whatever about, you know? Right. And so I just kind of like, have like a come to Jesus moment. I'm like, Megan, do you see yourself doing this at all with this individual? And I didn't. And I'm like, okay, well then you need to tell him. And so I did. And I was like, this is, I am not going to be engaging in any of this type of stuff with you anymore. And you need to 
not you need to take photo you need to take my photos off of that life you need yeah. to take my photos off anything that you are sharing anything that is your pro like anything like your your fet life and so he tries to make it personal he's like well if i'm taking you off my fet life then i'm gonna take you off my instagram and my facebook and i'm like whatever you gotta do buddy please do it yeah and so later that day i check his fet life and i see that a lot of photos have been removed however there's still some up and so i text him and i'm like you know there's still photos up of me can you please take those down he i guess does i get back home he gets a little bit upset with me and i kind of fire back at him like you know you're you're talking to me like you didn't just like keep photos up of me when i asked you to take them down that that's kind of an issue dude and he gets really upset, gets in my face and starts screaming at me that these photos are not of your face. They weren't of your face. I didn't do anything wrong. And he gets very upset. And then he oh leaves. And I'm like, God, that was kind of a bit much. You know, and he's a bigger guy than me, obviously, too, you know. Yeah. And so I go I go on his fet life and I pay a little bit more attention and I notice that he has unfriended me. Now, one thing that you can do on fet life is you can make your photos friends only or visible to everyone. So what he had done was he unfriended me and then I got the ideas of he probably just has all these photos friends only. And so a mutual woman that we were talking to, I asked her if she would, if she could take photos or screenshots of what he has because she was on his friends. And not only, not only were like all the photos still up, but he had added like, like photos of like his dick in my mouth and my eyes in the camera, like full on. And it it was just like, dude, you were just screaming out of your face. And these are ones that like weren't up before. And so I told you to take these down. You got upset that like, I'm no longer your currency. I'm no longer your, Hey, I'm safe card, you know? So, um, I had to, I just, I just had this other little breaking point of just like, dude, I went back into the house and I was like, one more time, one last time, are there photos up of me on your fat life? And he's like, no. And I just show him the screenshot and I'm like, so is this, what is this? And I just started laughing. I'm like, it's just, you're never going to understand, dude. Like you just will get away with whatever you think you can get away with, you know, and it's kind of like him taking photos of the women that were around us, you know, right. Tremaine, Mm -hmm. like you think you can just get away with this and and whatever. And we've even had talks about it later because, you know, I definitely was a bit too generous with my energy with him, obviously. And, um, really tried to get him to understand that like what he did at the end there, that's, that's revenge porn, you know, like, wow that's revenge porn of what you did there. And he's like, well, no, I just was mad. I was mad that you said I couldn't use them anymore. And so I was like, well, fuck Megan. And I put him back up. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's problematic. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. Really yeah, fucked is up. There, is there any way to like, you know, report him or something on FetLife? So you're like, yo, those are my photos. Like they need to be taken down. I'm not. So okay what that. I, what I did now there is like, now I, I know I'm a little bit more savvy with FetLife and, and, and there definitely is now they, they've even kind of done a lot of like, um, like you have to, ver- you have to like verify yourself um, to have like a profile and stuff. Okay, so there's good. a lot more things that, are, that have been a little bit more safe. My, uh, him and I had a lot of mutual friends on FetLife. And so what I did was I just made a post saying like, if anybody is friends with so-and-so, please understand that these photos are not okay. And I would really appreciate knowing if any get posted. Um, That did leave me vulnerable to um, individuals hitting me up, trying to say that he had photos of me up just because they wanted my attention. 
which was an which was an unfortunate backlash of that because here I'm thinking like oh shit like Izzy can you send me a photo and they're like well like what are you doing tonight and I'm like god damn it you know like (laughs) so um there's that um I, I mean to re- you, you can report people like that now. You can definitely say this isn't of me. Um, this experience has actually made me very on high alert to like skeezy behavior. Um, yeah, I bet. Uh, I was a, uh, you know, I, I definitely had a crew of trimmers myself, um, kind of more locally. And while I was on FetLife, I definitely noticed that there were some photos of one of my workers. And I definitely knew that she was not the type to be okay with this. And I like started like doing a little sleuthing and chatting with the guy a little bit. And then I asked her like, Hey, is this who you might be talking to? Okay. Well, he's definitely been posting photos of you. And it was, it was really sick too, because not only was there just one of her, all these photos just looked like it was a woman sleeping and that they had taken like the comforter down and just taken a photo of them while they were sleeping and then posted it or like their photos from like from them from behind when they don't really probably realize the photos being taken. Right. And then they, they definitely just put it on their fet life. And it's like these dudes are, are using these women as like, like a menagerie of some sort, you know, wow. I get chills. It's so fucked. Definitely. It's uh, made me on high alert too. When I get hit up by dudes and they're like, my girlfriend thinks you're hot. And I'm like, yeah, does your girlfriend like have her own fat life? Is she having it? Is she, is she real? Is she this a real person? Is she, why is right. she talking to me? You know, it's exactly, it's given me a lot of really good insight to even kind of like, even maybe even help a couple that isn't being like weird or nothing. They just maybe don't know how to go about it. And it was, you know, I've definitely had a guy hit me up. I'm like, cool. What's your girlfriend's name? And then I find her on Instagram or FetLife and I like run it by her. And she's like, no, that's totally fine. And I'm like, okay, well, here's some, here's some safer ways that you can maybe present yourself to somebody. So they feel like a little bit more transparent about it. Maybe like a group chat right away with both partners in it. Maybe even having the woman kind of approach. Like there's just like a lot of things that are very red flaggy that people do probably kind of innocently because, you know, they don't do the research to figure out the way to do it. Right. Wow. So do you know if any of the photos are taken down now? I know that he doesn't have any photos up now because it's definitely been like an issue. I don't think he would want to get caught um, with anything of mine. I don't know if he has photos of any other women. Okay. I don't know if he, you know, if he had taken photos of me without my knowledge and shared them without my consent. I don't, I don't know if he, there's any other women that he's been with in the past before me or after me. I don't know if he's done anything like that. Um, but I think I would always be kind of like after that incident at the river where he had taken photos of other women, anytime we would go anywhere else, I think I'd be a little bit on a high alert and be a little bit nervous because I'm like, God, is he going to like take photos? Is he not going to understand, you know? Um, yeah. Damn. And then it made me feel like, you know, like I, I felt like I could self-contain it a bit, you know, like I almost felt like if I was the one seeing this happen and, and maybe I can talk to him about it, maybe he would understand and learn, you know, um, but that's, that's like me being naive and that's me having a really big ego thinking that I could teach this individual something yeah. that they do not want to learn. <laughs> God, I know. It's just like, he knows what he's doing. I'm sorry. Like he does. I just... And that's the thing too. It's like, you never know. Well, for me, like, 
I don't know if like you've ever watched like if you're ever with a partner and you're kind of trying to decide like are they are they maybe dumb like I used to sometimes like I used to sometimes like watch him tie his shoes okay and then I'd be like I don't know maybe maybe he doesn't get it like maybe he doesn't understand that what he's doing is like the same thing in just different shades maybe he's not understanding and it's like no he's understanding that you're not packing your bags and leaving he's understanding that like no one else is coming up to him and talking to him about this and as to why this was wrong because it wasn't like I wasn't like talking to my close gal friends about this um Mm. but you know none of them none of them would even well not none of them but like some of my girlfriends you know they're not they're not going to share photos of themselves you know they they kind of get in their head like well you kind of let the photos be shared or like maybe it's just like an unrelatable thing that just sounds overwhelming to them that they would just leave and they can't understand you know why would I still stay with this individual you know and it's because this issue would flare up and go away and then flare back up again and go away but it was always ongoing there, there was a lot of boundary crossing issues that happened in this relationship uh, you know obviously but you know, when it came to this one, I really thought that this was just something, if I just got ahead of it, you know, he would understand. Hmm. Do you think he was ever, like, empathetic, like, to you? Or, like, you know, did he ever apologize? Like, it feels like he just doesn't, you know, get it. Or, like, is actually- I I, I want to say that I feel like his apologies were to to have an opportunity to be close to me again because we were together for probably about like, like two years. And, um, and we, and after we'd broken up and I'd moved back home, um, there was a couple times where we would try to talk. Um, there was actually one time that we did meet up and we weren't intimate with each other, but you know, he shows me his phone and I see that he's talking on Snapchat and I'm like, are you still on these groups? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, I still talk to these people. You know, I'm kind of like friends with them. And I'm like, okay. And he's talking about, and I see that he's talking about like some sexcapades that did not fall in line with what him and I were just doing. And mm-hmm. so what I learn is that he's actually talking about something he did a couple days ago. And so what it made me kind of feel was like, oh my gosh, he, he's probably sharing photos still of his experiences. He's probably still doing this, but because he's on these groups of these people that are all over the world, all over the country, that's another thing too. It's I'd get added to these groups thinking like, okay, this is a couple that we're going to maybe start to get to know and, and start talking to. Cool. Where are you guys? Oh, we're in Tennessee. What the fuck? <laughs> Why yeah. are we talking to these people? <laughs> oh my God. So interesting. And that's why I kind of felt like, okay, well maybe, Maybe he just likes to talk to people and maybe he thinks he wants to have all these like orgies and group sex and everything. Maybe he thinks that, but maybe he just likes to talk to people. And I think sometimes too, that's why I would be gentle about it. Well, not gentle, but be tolerant about it would be because, well, he's just talking to people, you know, but it's not okay that the only reason he's being able to talk to these people is because he's sharing photos of my ass. Yeah. Yeah, I should be getting 10% of something good, and I'm not (laughs) because of that, you know. (laughs) Wow. So I I really hope he does understand. Um, Him and I had been in contact a little bit just because there's a dog, but um, haven't Mm. been in contact lately, and I just kind of have a feeling that I I don't think he understands. But I also have this, like, really big feeling that a lot of people maybe don't always understand what consent with photos always looks like 
I think when somebody's listening to me, I think it feels very obvious, but you know, I can only hope that maybe somebody listening to this might feel like, Oh my God, I've been doing that. I, I have a girlfriend right. and we're trying to have threesomes and I've been kind of sending photos of her to this person thinking that that's the way to do it. I haven't asked, you know, I didn't even ask the people if they want the photo. You know, I think, I think maybe not everyone is always thinking all the ins and outs about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how have you been healing from all this experience? Mainly just, you know, making a lot of jokes <laughs> about it. Um, honestly, this, this experience, even just talking with you is really healing. Um, is sharing my story with, with some other, uh, with some close friends and intimate settings that that's been healing. Um, also just understanding and knowing that like throughout this whole time, I, I definitely was saying, this isn't what I want and I would like you to do something different. And I was never listened to. And I right. think what's important is even when I was making this timeline, you know, there's all these things that I was telling myself, you know, you gaslight yourself pretty easily too, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And that me knowing that I am right in how I'm feeling and that mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing anything wrong by telling the story. No. Um, I think that is a really big part of healing. Yeah, babe. It's super brave too, to come on and tell the story and it's totally, you know, could be triggering for you, for others. And I think it's stuff that people, you know, need to have awareness around. And there is a fucking fine line between consensual sharing and not. And also just like bring, being kind of predatory yeah. about things, you know, like we, we, t- we talked a little bit about Tinder, but, you know, he ended up getting banned from Tinder because there's a, there's a thing that a lot of people do on Tinder where they don't really wait for the match or they're not really seeking it out. They're not exactly looking at your profile and reading what you're saying. They're doing this thing where they're just swiping right on everybody. Right. And it's like casting that big old net out. And then it's like, of course you'll probably get some, some likes. And so um, he had been doing that so much that that's why I believe he got banned from Tinder. Um, and wait, so why? there was, think, I'm sorry. Why do you think he got banned? Because you can actually, uh, I've done some research into Tinder and you can actually get banned from just like doing too much swiping in one direction because, because then like the, the app just knows that you found a way, like a loophole. The app understands that you found a loophole way to kind of just like cast your net out there and just Uh, get more responses quicker, basically. So, and I know this because when we both had my Tinder, when we both had Tinder accounts, I thought it would be fun. Like I'm trying to find fun ways to like actually do this. So I'm like, let's just trade Tinders and I'll like some things. And here I'm being all thoughtful about it. And we, I get my phone back and I have all these messages already. And I'm like, well, who was this? And who was that? And he's like, oh, I don't even know. And I'm like, oh, because you're just swiping right to everyone. And of course, but you're using my photo to do it. And of course you're getting a lot more responses matching as a woman than you do as like you (laughs) yeah and so he tried to tell me that he had reported a catfish and that the catfish was mad about that and so we got him banned and i'm like that's not how technology works (laughs) (laughs) that's not how any of that works whatsoever no like you you messed with the algorithm kind of figured you out is what happened that's not that (laughs) oh my god there's yeah so there was just a lot of like 
you know, I think I sometimes would, would tell myself to some like, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he might be a little dumb. And then I'm like, no, he thinks you're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks you're dumb because you're just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But that's the same thing. You know, I did have a friend, I did have a really good gal friend tell me to, um, about the situation to not just to, to, to stop playing victim. And when you're a very codependent kind of gaslit person, that that almost sounds like you don't really know what to do with don't play the victim, you know, and and also, you know, as a as a white woman, I didn't know I had any other option, you know, but like, really, to not play the victim means to just take yourself out of that situation. Yeah. And I think when when you hear don't play the victim, I think you hear like, oh, you're asking for it, or you haven't mm-hmm. done this. And so you deserve it. And it's like, no, playing right. not playing victim means like, you're just getting yourself out of that situation. And that's the only thing that really fixed that. And even just not even speaking to him at all has, has helped, you know, the last time we checked in with each other, he didn't seem to be too concerned about anything that was going on with me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So would you say that you're kind of like a survivor of you know, like, I don't even know how to like categorize this. I, I I would say, I think survivor is a good thing. I'm a survivor of a lot of abuse. You know, when, yeah. um, when I was 20, I prosecuted my sexual abuser of four years, you know, and wow. sent him to jail. And so my, a vibe of me has always been to protect. If I can protect, I'm going to, you know, the, my first boyfriend was very awful and I wanted to protect other women because I knew he would do that again. And so I did the steps that I could to better protect that. And so when I find myself in this situation again, where I see somebody that like could be a problem, could be a problem, you know, um, it makes me want to protect and, and, and help. And how do I do that? Well, I can, I can make women aware of like, you know, you, be careful of those inches that you give out, you know, yeah. because they can turn into these marathon, ultra marathon miles. And you're just like, what happened? And it's like, well, you know, you got to keep these strong boundaries and you really yeah. have to understand when you're dealing with somebody who is just not going to learn. Don't be that person that doesn't learn with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the lesson will get harder the more you don't learn it. <laughs> no, yeah, and then you're just teaching them that whatever they're doing is working. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So um, if there's any sluts listening right now and, you know, maybe they're going through something similar with boundaries or consent or sh- even photo sharing, whatever – uh, do you have any advice for them on how to navigate through something like this? Like what was maybe your best, like, you know, tactic to like get through this? Was it just leaving him? Or- um, yeah, we, there was a lot of other problems in the relationship that led me to leaving him. But um, when it comes to that, I would just say, you know, I got kind of, I got kind of lazy with my boundaries. I kept, I kept expanding my boundaries to fit my reality that I didn't know how to get out of. And so what I would just say to anybody listening that is finding themselves maybe in a relationship where their boyfriend is kind of being way too pushy about group play or having a threesome, you Mm -hmm. know, um, definitely, definitely, uh, 
definitely question, would they be able to be having this life without you? Probably not. And to understand that you have power in these situations and that you can just leave because if somebody is so, it made me feel like I really wasn't a person. It was almost like I was a ticket. Mm, totally. And so to always understand that like you are a person and if somebody is not treating you like a person, it's time to go. And to remember that you're also not treating yourself like a person when you allow that type of treatment. And it can be really hard to understand that you are the one responsible for your happiness and that you are the one that has to get yourself out of that. I think that whole time, I think I was waiting for somebody to uh, pull me out of it. You know, I think I was right. waiting for somebody to be like, all right, Megan, let's get, let's, let's just pack all your stuff and go, you know? Right. And then at the same time, I was depending too much on myself to get out when I probably could have asked for a little bit more help. Mm. I think, yeah, I think it's definitely important to ask for help, mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day, like you're the one giving yourself permission to leave. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you have to hold that. And so it can be really confusing mm -hmm. when you're trying to leave a situation like that. And this is such an interesting, um, what's the word just like point of view or like perspective of like abuse it's just like it almost it's it's like it almost doesn't feel like it because it was just so like normalized in your relationship and it was it, just this like yeah. pattern of what you dealt with that you just like don't even realize that you're like in this thing and especially like when I'm here you know, I'm, I've got a pretty strong constitution, but at the same time, you know, I'm telling this person, you're sharing these photos and it's not okay. And this is what you're doing. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. Right. No, that's actually not what I'm doing. Yeah. And so here I'm with this person. We were working together. We we're living together. We we're traveling together. And I'm always like, you're doing this. And I feel this way. No, it's not. And no, you don't. Wow. You know? And so it was always very combated with this yeah. with that you know and so you as uh, strong as you can be like that it does get beaten into your head a bit of like okay well maybe it's not maybe because I did say like this is okay maybe it is okay um what what did I what did I tell you I kind of felt like I told you not to do this you know it yeah. it gets a little out of control yeah I mean the manipulation can be so confusing it makes you second guess yourself your boundaries it makes you feel crazy when you're like no wait dude like this is fucked up I said mm -hmm. you can't do that and you're still doing it and so. it's like you know how how much of an immediate it like something like I shouldn't have to take away your game boy you know right. for you to understand that like you need to stop doing this mm. <laughs> right like, like there needs, like, it's almost felt like that because there wasn't some immediate consequence, you know, each time other than the consequence should have just been me feeling violated. Yeah. Or the and consequence that, just be like the photos are, or like, those aren't your photos, dude. That's mm -hmm. me. Oh, but I took them. I took those photos. So, so right. those, uh, and are they're good. in my phone. So just because they're of you, um, are you sure about that? Right. <laughs> So, wow. Well, I'm so happy that and just, you know, inspired and grateful that you were able to come on and share this story. I think it's just so important to talk about and highlight. And I feel like this is happening to 
a lot of people probably, and they don't, maybe they don't even realize it, you know? Yeah. Like if, if you, um, I mean, I feel like it happens to a lot of women because, you know, especially being a single woman, you know, and you're on dating apps, you get hit up probably a lot of like, you know, by straight couples that are just like, Oh, like me and my girlfriend, like we want to do this. And it's just like, it's, it's made me want to just start like sending my Venmo immediately and being like, okay, for us to even talk about this, like I'm going to have like a consultation fee to even do this, you know? And then it's like, I think I've been seeing a lot more things saying that like, you know, for couples that definitely want to have like threesomes, it it definitely makes a lot more sense just to get a sex worker. Like, cause Mm. I feel like, you're, you're doing two good things. You're, you're, you're helping yeah. somebody make some money and then you're not like taking advantage of, of just like a single person and using them as a sex toy for the night, unless that's what they want, you know, mm-hmm. but good luck finding that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your bravery and honesty and just speaking your truth. So others can hear your story and get awareness around this topic I'm, I'm like kind of processing it (laughs) over here, just like, (laughs) well, there's, there's a lot, you know, and I I really appreciate your grace with this. And I'm I'm sorry if any of what I've said, like has gone a little over the place, but it's, you know, when you get an opportunity to kind of talk about some of the stuff in the platform that you've provided, it's almost like everything just wants to get through the gate at once, you know what I mean? And and kind of get stuck (laughs) in their doorway a bit. No, it was all perfect. (laughs) That was perfect. It was supposed to be just how it was. And I just pray that this helps others, you know, find clarity in their relationships that maybe don't have clarity or might have some manipulation going on or gaslight. And, you know, even just going to the photo, like the whole photo sharing thing and it's yeah just wow like that pussy thing on (laughs) there was um one of the one of the things um one of the like the jokes that I remember kind of just like trying to get my head to like process that even just like the whole photos on Craigslist was like I kind of even had this little song that was just like pussy on Craigslist put 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 because I'm like did you do that again did that happen again well like you know it worked that one time I'm like yeah I know bro but like could you just not and I think sometimes too where he he would take me making a joke as like well Megan's fine with this and it's like no Megan's not fine with this I have no idea how to get you to understand that like putting my pussy on Craigslist is not the way to go bro (laughs) if you could just stop it please it's actually a big problem (laughs) god and I'm yeah I'm so sorry that you had to go through all of that it's just like that's it's yeah it's a lot and it's I, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like more common than we think about even, you know, maybe not even the photo sharing thing, but just like just these tactics that he used and like the control and, you know, what men think that they can have control over in a relationship or over women or, you know, whatever relationship it is. It's like, damn, like people are fucked up <laughs> and we that. and I think the point of the story is to just find clarity and know that you know this is not your fault and 
you, you're not stuck. You don't have to stay. But I know that that's so much easier said than done. And like you get so wrapped up in it that it's hard to see clearly and see that this has been manipulation, gaslighting, abuse. And, you know, like who knows if he's still trying to pull this shit with another woman in the future or whatever he's doing. Yeah. And it's like, I like what you said too, is that you're not stuck. And I convinced myself that I was stuck, you know, right. and I think, I think I took a lot of um, responsibility for the position that I was in because I think I somehow felt like it was my fault. And mm-hmm. so that's like what I meant by like, you know, I, I was taking responsibility, but like, I, I probably could have asked for a little bit of help, you know, but um, cause it yeah. wasn't my fault and I wasn't stuck, but I definitely felt stuck. I definitely felt frozen. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. I honestly, I cannot imagine going through this. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to say for anybody listening or? I mean, um, honestly, I just want to share some gratitude with you. You know, I've, I've known you for a while and you've always been like a really kick-ass like entrepreneur and, you know, you work really hard for everything you have and everything you mm-hmm. have is yours. And I really appreciate the hard work that you've put into um, even having this podcast and creating mm-hmm. this platform and sharing it with me. It's, it's very moving. So I, I do appreciate that. Oh, thank you, babe. That means okay. much. I'm like giving you a virtual hug. <laughs> well, I can feel it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so happy we got to do this. And yeah. Did you want to like plug your Instagram or anything or like any yeah, so um, yeah, we can. If anybody wants to follow my Instagram, it is uh, Megadose, and that's going to be M E A G H A underscore D O S E. Um, I mainly just post a lot of uh, I don't know, like I smoke a lot of weed. Um, I say funny mm-hmm. things on my Instagram, and for some reason, it gets a lot of views. So uh, cool. follow me and see yeah. uh, whatever I'm doing. I'm probably smoking cool. a dab. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, babe. I'm excited to get this out soon. I'm very excited to hear it and share it. And thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you so much, sluts. We will catch you in the next episode. Ciao for now. Love you, babes. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here, slut. You tuning into this podcast means so much to me. And, you know, I just do this for fun and as a little creative outlet to get slutty and talk with other sluts and just share knowledge and education and sexual stories and tips. And it's really just you know, fun for me. And so it's just kind of like a bonus that I have a little community here with this pod and that y'all are listening and tuning in whenever I finally come out with an episode. So if this episode or podcast has inspired you or helped you in any way, please like and share with other sluts. Um, Yeah. And if you are ever so called to leave us a review. I would be ever so, so grateful, but you know, only leave a five-star review because I don't want any other ones (laughs) than that. We don't want another Arizona one-star review left. Um, 
yeah, so leave a review if you are cold, and we will see you next time, slut. We love you so, so much. Stay slutty. Stay conscious. And stay free. Mwah.